Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussion on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and more. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hey guys. Today, Michelle and I are having a movie discussion. I believe this officially marks the beginning of what we're hoping will be a weekly movie discussion series. Correct, Michelle? I have no idea. It's the first time hearing about it. Yeah. Well, Dylan's been saying we should do weekly movies, and I'm like, okay, eventually. And now we're starting, so our souls are bound to this now, Michelle. Oh, well, that's news to me. (laughs) It is. I'd be fine with that, though. You are? You're fine with that? Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Yay. I I like our discussions. I've taken to calling us the OVA Originals. Because we're like the original OVA cast. Because oh everyone else god. is from, from the spirit world. Oh my god. It's weird to say, but when you spell it out, like capital OVA and then... That's like equal parts you know, cute and awful. <laughs> like, I like it. Like, there will be fan art now. No! <laughs> of the OVA originals. Oh It'll man. Be great. But uh, you can find this podcast, um, any other movie podcast we end up doing. We might need a movie feed at some point. That'd be neat. You can find all our podcasts at overlyanimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. I think we're on Google Play, Google Music, I think, and Stitcher. We're on all kinds of places. Yeah, Just look Stitcher for us. For sure. Search, find us, hunt us down. Today, Michelle and I are talking about a 2006 anime movie. You may have heard of it. It's called The Girl Who Left Through Time. Mm-hmm. Of course you've heard of it. It's the title of this podcast. I am not cl- smart today. I am very tired. <laughs> but we're going to talk about this movie because it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I've been waiting a long time to talk about this movie. Have you? This is I the have. first I've heard about you showing interest. I love this movie so much. I do too. I've honestly, I've seen it three times. I've, I've seen it twice. Time. Yeah, this is my second time since the first time, which was back in high school. So good. It's so good. So, uh, brief synopsis. Uh, in case you haven't seen the movie, or in case you just want like a brief refresher, uh, it's about a high school girl who finds a device. Uh, the device then lets her travel through time by time leaping. She literally just leaps into the sky and boom, time <laughs> travel. It's the best way to time travel. Just like it running as is. fast as possible. She goes backwards in time. She goes forwards back to events she already been to. It's all crazy. It's fun. It's great. And it's this girl. Until it just, isn't though. Until and it's it girl. Isn't. It's coming of age story, but sci-fi. It's mm-hmm. like every fantasy anime coming of age girl story you've seen, but science fiction. And it's amazing. And honestly, it it is just that's the best I can explain the plot. It's science fiction coming of age. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. So overall, what are your thoughts on the movie, Michelle? I really love this movie. I think the first time I was watching it, I I just <coughs> I remembered being like super invested in you know like um, <coughs> Makoto and like oh Jesus Christ, um, Chiaki, I'm Chiaki, sure. and yeah. Uh, Oh, what's the other guy's name? It's Chiaki. Kosuke. That's it. Kosuke, Chiaki. Kosuke is awesome. But like, you know, I was just like, I was like so swept away by like the whole arc with Makoto and Chiaki and like how it culminates in like whenever Makoto would like ugly cry, I would ugly cry. Like it was just so like it ripped my heart out. It was so good. Um, And this time it was way easier to pay attention to like all the little details, I think, because like I already knew. But, and, like, I just, I could appreciate just, like, the very, like, nice progressional pacing and how well they set up a lot of the things that they tie back to you later mm-hmm. and, like, appreciate more of the smaller moments, which I really, like, didn't have time for the first time I saw it. I was just so swept right. away by everything. So, I really, I really liked it. I, 
I've talked about this a bit on the uh, we did a top ten animated movies podcast. Oh yeah, a little bit ago. I talked did- about this. It ranked number seven on my all time list of animated films. It was the only animated movie to make the list, surprisingly. Um, I don't put Ghost in the Shell, but this made it. Um, I really, really enjoy this film, and I think part of the reason I enjoy it is I'm a stickler about Deus Ex Machina's. I want the plot <laughs> to work. I want the plot to make right. Sense. It should. And a good story should have a good plot. But this need, movie. Like, Several times. Um, first off, spoilers for this movie if you haven't seen yeah, it. There, spoilers spoilers be here. <laughs> this is a spoiler filled movie cast. If you don't want spoilers, the movie's great. Go watch it. That's all I have to say. If you're ready for spoilers, here we go. Um, when Kosuke is about to get hit, I oh my train, god, I, I'm crying for a Deus Ex Machina. When Chiaki's gone, I'm crying for Dave. Yeah, right? like three times where I'm right? like broken down. I'm like, please, anything, something. And then things get better and no Dave Six Machinas. Everything makes sense. Yeah, they made it work. Like this movie is this movie managed to have a cohesive plot that makes sense without a lot of plot holes while still making me so invested that I wouldn't care even if it didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very rare. Maybe part of that is because it was based on a book, and usually books are a lot better about that Here's kind of thing. Here's the thing. No, it's not, it's not based on a book. It's a sequel to a book. Wait, what? The book. I thought it was the girl based who, on a book. No, no, no. The book, The Girl Who Left Through Time, is from 1967. Okay. And I need to go back and read it because I think it would give good backstory. That's about yeah. a different teenage girl who gets time travel powers. Her is it the witch. There, she really did have time travel. But I thought she was just crazy chill for some reason. Whenever nope. she came for the problem, oh, that makes so much more sense. And so I was like, movie what the hell? Loose man? Sequel Why are you so about chill? that girl's niece. Yeah, that's really. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I love the kind of. It's kind of a sequel. It's it's not really. It's kind of a spiritual successor. Same name, remake. Re. It, it's it's a weird fit because you don't need to read the book. Neither of us have read the book. I want to read the book. It, it is in English officially now, like legally available in English. Let's find like an illegal ebook online. There's a legal copy now. We can yeah. we can pay for it like normal adults. It's fine. Like we can normal. adult for this. Oh, sigh. Yes, I'm the voice of reason and the law on this podcast. Um, yeah, the book's from 1967. It just got dubbed and dubbed. It just got translated <laughs> into English so. in 2011 officially okay yeah that was not that long ago so yeah it took a long time for this book to come out the movie came out in english before the book which is ironic because there was like a 40 year time gap maybe the movie was just like so much more popular people were like demanding the book when really they'd never heard of it before that could have been the case oh i think it was finally they were like well this book's been here a while it's finally (laughs) this book's just been lying here in japanese why don't we just translate it it's like i'm sure someone's already done it online we might as well do a real copy um (laughs) What's weird about this movie is, yeah, it's definitely, like, I'd say it's probably, like, what, PG-13? Really? Would you, you think so? Would you call it R? I wouldn't. Well, no, absolutely not R. Maybe it is PG. Because, like, people do technically die, I guess. The, so. the sexual content, like, the innuendos. Mm, I'd say the... I, mean, the, I don't know. The, uh, the language, I think, is just enough. To be PG-13? Yeah, I'd call it PG. I think in America it would be released PG-13. Definitely not R. There's no, no way. No, no. Well, I was curious which direction you were thinking. Well, I mean, I could see it PG. I would consider it PG-13. I guess because of the death stuff, maybe it could be. But you don't, like, oh, see the scene anyone where... Die, so. See, I've always called her Makoto just because of the English dub. Um, The scene where she's, like, on the ground, up, all scratched up. Just... That was really upsetting. That's actually. hard to watch. It was like, dang, she did, like, fall a long way down yes. that... Ugh, Yeah. Like, that scene and some of the innuendos and stuff, I think today would get a PG-13 rating. That's just me. 
That's actually an interesting question. I mean, it's released in English, so there is a, you know what? There IMDb's should be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's find out what the rating is. This seems really important all this, of a sudden. This is now because it's an interesting question because most of these kind of, most, it's weird because coming of age stories, like now we think of like teen novels and stuff. Yeah. But this fits more like the kind of fairy tale coming of age, but it has like that kind of modern setting. It's a weird yeah it's like super slice of life but it's also like super sci-fi in a sense so i think it it bridges the two it bridges those two things really really well because it never doesn't it like it feels like such a high school you know movie but it's also like time travel yeah it feels like the best way i can describe it is a sci-fi ghibli movie in a way yeah though i think like it's definitely not like ghibli in a lot of ways like tonally i think it's very much like yeah or of like particular to this director but like i know what you mean like it the world's just as like interesting and realistic it's like, as like ghibli, ghibli movies you're gonna like this yeah i agree i guess what imdb what? says not rated not rated so apparently i just didn't get a rating in that's interesting America at all well then i would say maybe pg-13 definitely pg <laughs> pg something we just were to rate it yeah girl who left her time age rating okay come on somebody help me out with this <laughs> is is okay apparently common sense media is saying it is rated pg-13 okay i'm gonna go with that yeah let's just go with that yeah all right sounds fun so pg-13 which it's weird because most of the time you get like a pg-13 coming of age story it's because like the girl loses her virginity or something like mm-hmm. there's no in between. It's either like nine year old coming of age story or like sixteen, seventeen coming of age story. It's rare we kind of get this. I don't say normal, but this kind of more mature, but not that way. It, it, it's it's like a weird genre. I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I know what you mean. Actually, it's like, okay, going. It goes from like Ghibli coming of age to like Beverly Cleary coming of age. Oh, I mean, I mean, she's coming of age in a way that I feel like, uh, no, that's not true. I was going to say kind of like, you know, because when she, you've seen Spirited Away, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's how Chihiro kind of like, she matures so much <coughs> on a personal level right. throughout the movie. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Makoto also like just matures a lot. Mm-hmm. In a, in a way over the movie but I think that's mostly also in terms of like her learning to be more responsible and realizing that like her time travel has serious consequences and like how she feels about her friends and like that kind of stuff and like how she's gonna plan for the future right. but like I don't think in terms of like a particularly like I don't know I'm mean, like it, it is a maturity thing but like I don't think it's something her her progression isn't something that necessarily warrants like a higher like parental guidance rating if that makes sense right right it's like it feels like this kind of missing you know oh what is it we talk a lot about um being accurate to the age and i feel like <laughs> this is more relatable for more oh, people yeah. this age, even though it's sci-fi you know yeah i agree like, all these characters feel like actual... They're high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, they feel like high school characters, especially, like, Makoto and Chiaki. I feel like Kosuke is a little, like... He's, like, pretty mature, like, honestly. <coughs> and he looks, like, very mature, like, physically. Yeah, but having, like, a Uh-oh. mature person in a friend group is not that rare. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, a nice dynamic, too, to balance yeah. out. But, like, Makoto's, like, such a kid. But, like, yeah, super believable. Yeah. So, um, the interesting thing 
or what I saw thought was interesting. This was actually made by Madhouse, which is not typically oh. known for their female driven coming of age stories. What are they known for? Um, well, I mean, they, they, they've made a lot of anime. Um, just some ones you've probably heard of off the top of your head. Um, Death Note. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, that's one of their really big ones. Um, okay, I guess Card Captor, Sakura would count. Oh, yeah, that, that would count. But it's, like it, but it's like you think of stuff like Hunter x Hunter and um, Ace of the Diamond and One Outs and um, the Marvel stuff and all these things. And then it's like. This. Um, yeah, it's like they have a few, but it's it's definitely not their. It's not what I think of when I think of Madhouse, and most people don't. That's really interesting. It's like more people think of like uh, Death Note, definitely, and then um. Okay, I guess No Game No Life would count. So there's more than I thought there were, but still, I think Death Note. So I was shocked. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you look at a movie and it says Ghibli, you're like, okay, I yeah, believe that. Yeah, you kind of know what. Yeah, Madhouse. You don't know what you're going to get because you get Death Note, which is like crazy sophisticated and like what's going on. Then you get this movie and you're like, the feelings. How many times did you cry at this movie the first time? The first time? um, At least three. Same. Maybe five. Like I said, like anytime Makoto was ugly crying, I was also ugly crying. (coughs) You just like couldn't help it. I and like when she's, when she's like running at the end, it's just like, Brian Makoto, you can still make it. You can, still, you know, like like the slow run that picks up. Yes, and she like falls behind, and then she like pushes herself back up, and she like runs out of frame. It's just like so, it's so powerful, even after all this time, and like the music is swelling. Oh, the soundtrack in like, this movie. You're so into it. I was still so into it. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> They do a really good job with that. They had all the emotional highs and lows that they need to. Yes. What do you think about the use of like classical music for the soundtrack? I really liked it. I mean, and you don't even really notice it for a lot of the movie. Right. It's more towards the end, but like it's there when it needs to be, and it makes yeah. like all the difference. Yeah, especially like the montages of her time leaping. Oh my god, yeah. <coughs> In those the montage when she's thinking about Chucky and like they're the evolution of their relationship. Okay, so I, I had to hunt down that song, and I'm going to do all the favor. The song is called, so you can go listen to it and cry your eyes out later. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, but the English is Unchanging Things. And if you just literally Google, like, Unchanging Things, Girl Who Left Through Time, you're going to find it. So you, you you can find this, I promise. It's it's a great song. The, um, I'll go I think it's one of the, it. yeah. I think it's the only song with vocals in it. Yeah, it's probably, was it the, well, that's the one where, like, she's, like, running for her last time travel thing. Is it also in the credits, or is that a different one? That's the one where she's running, um, she jumps, like, for the last time leap into the uh, flashbacks with all the Chiaki stuff, and, like, him showing up, and then becoming friends. That whole montage. So good. And I think uh, what's great about it is, usually I don't notice, like, oh, this song has words, but because all the other ones didn't, it kind of stood out more, and it really made that moment more more powerful. You watched it in the dub, right? I've seen the dub every time, yes. I've not seen oh, the sub. Oh, so when the song plays, is it in English, the song? No, it's in Japanese. Okay, yeah, same for me, and I watched it subbed. That's interesting. <coughs> you saw the sub? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So they don't Each dub time the song, for me, they yeah. keep that. But like all the others, like classical music, and then it's like you get to like J-pop, and yeah, it's but it works so out. well. Oh, yeah, it, fits it works so well. It, it works very, very well. But um, yeah, the soundtrack I think is great. A lot of classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was actually Bach. Um, 
Like oh. re kind of re variations of Bach music, which I thought was nice. I did not notice, but that's nice to know in retrospect. It, it's retrospect. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's like, hmm, Bach was here. Wonderful. I wonder why they chose that. I wonder why indeed. I actually I'm sure know. they had a very good reason, honestly. I'm it sure everything pretty. was very tastefully particular in their choices. So how do you want to go through this? Do you want to go by like character, by like oh, movie? Man. What do you want to do? You want to like go through the film? We can uh, go through the film. I mean, we can go through character. Whatever you want. You're you're running this show, Justin. I'm about to run this train into a wall. So what's going to happen? No, right, like no it's not. Let's do this movie like the best service we can. Okay. It's, it's, deserving of that okay the beginning we'll start at the beginning then okay um we get like what 10 15 minutes of just life very it starts very slice of life Mm-hmm. she wakes up she's like going through a routine she's like late she's like ate her pudding all these things keep going wrong she doesn't do good on the test she messes up the home ec like yeah, I guess it's fried ec. shrimp thing yeah and then that guy crushes her she's like walking by <laughs> Yes. It's like all the stuff sets up a lot of the movie mm-hmm. without you think it's like just like a slice of life montage and it actually sets up everything. Yeah, and like multiple levels too, which is really interesting. Like to every think about arc, go back. Yeah, a lot of side characters too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Who? Which of the boys? Which boy do you like more, Chiaki or Kosuke? <sighs> I mean. Honestly, we don't know that much about either of them. I mean, I think Kosuke is just like a really amazing supportive friend, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's the one that like keeps like Chiaki and Makoto like balanced because they're like so goofy and like don't take things seriously. And he takes things like really seriously mm. and he's like the super thoughtful one. Um, Chiaki's like, you know, he's really interesting and he's from the future and that's pretty cool. And, like, you know, I won't deny he has chemistry with Makoto. Yeah. But, like, I don't I feel like Makoto has, like, probably way more personality, but it's also, like, her movie, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's, like, the focus. Yeah. yeah. What about you, if you had to choose between <sighs> them? She's one of the boys. Um, ooh, I would I'd go Kosuke. Yeah, I actually really like Kosuke, too. I would choose Kosuke. He's, he's a rock. Yeah, he is a rock. And he could teach me how to play baseball and stuff. Mm-hmm. So before we completely fangirl together, um, <laughs> so um, Makoto's going. She finds the message of the blackboard. Uh, what was it? Um, time waits for no one. Time waits for no one. Time waits for no one. She falls on a walnut. The walnut's not a walnut. It's a time travel device. <laughs> I love how they decided that just like when they made the, the, these time machines, they were just going to make them look like <clears throat> nuts so no one would notice. That's like a pretty funny like decision. But it turned out to be not so good an idea. Oh my god! Yeah, the puns are back. <laughs> of course they are. They never left. So Makoto, she starts going home, hits the uh, railroad crossing, uh, brakes don't work, goes flying. What was your first reaction when seeing this? I like. I didn't know what was happening because she was on the cover of the movie and <coughs> she was the main character. And how could she die in like the first like twelve minutes? Yeah. I was so shocked. Like, I did not think that was going to happen at all. And then she was fine. Yeah, then she was, well, yeah, but it was very strange, you know? It was very strange. Like, what happened there? She wasn't in the same place. By all accounts, she should have died. Uh-huh. So, she time leaps back um, by accident when she goes flying. 
uh, goes to her aunt, who we've established earlier on. She is the main character of the original book, so she's gone through this already. That explains so much, because her aunt's way too chill about this. I was thinking the whole movie, I'm like, why does she not care that, like, her niece is time-traveling? Like, why is she giving her all this life advice about who she should be dating and what she should do with her future? Like, this is crazy! But, like, if she actually time-traveled, too, like, that makes so much more sense. Because it's, like, sitting there, like, who is this person? Who... Who can, like, be this chill? Like, honestly. Only, it, the moral of the whole movie is actually aunts are the best ever. Like, that's some real moral of the movie. It's not about life and time. No, it's about aunts are great. It's about that aunt in particular. That aunt in particular. Is I great. guess maybe that's part of the reason they call her um, Auntie Witch, too. Because, yeah. like, she time traveled. I don't know. Maybe there's something magical about her. Maybe that's her actual name. I don't know. <laughs> that's not her actual name. It's not your name. Oh my god. So she can time travel. She decides, as all teenagers would. Of course. Let's not be late. Let's record soap operas. Let's get our pudding. 10 hours of karaoke. That's pretty impressive. Okay, that scene is hilarious. Yeah, she's like rolling into the karaoke room every time. (laughs) And we're learning so much about Japanese culture and entertainment. In a very, very shallow Broadway, yes. Yes. Very shallow, very broad. Well, what what do Japanese high schoolers do for fun? play meaningless games of baseball of three people and do karaoke, and that is all they do in their life. I think that baseball was more particular to those three people, though. <coughs> True. There wasn't, like, a whole bunch of people out there playing baseball. It's like, literally just them most of the time. Because the rest were all playing Yu-Gi-Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Save me. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, I, when did they finally show the tattoo? It was when she was in the bath, right? Okay. So oh. It wasn't for a while. After, after she made the... a lot of... Yes, after the uh, Chiaki thing. Where, oh. Because, like, on one hand, you have all this time travel stuff happening, and on the other hand, you have this beginning arc of this girl mm-hmm. who likes Kosuke. That was so funny. Like, like how, how hard she was trying to change the conversation each time and how, like, persistent he was trying to ask her out. The moral of the story is if a boy likes you, he gonna like you no matter how many times you jump back in time. Unless you avoid him like the plague and then he dates your friend for a while in one reality, you know, which did happen. Yeah. (laughs) So what we learned is unless you want to hate your best friend for going out with the guy that likes you that you don't want to say you like, but you totally like, just don't jump back in time. Just say yes or no. I mean, I feel like we could talk about Makoto's feelings because I think it's one of the situations where like they were all friends, you know, they were all she was like (coughs) comfortable with how things were. Precisely. It was, like, when it started changing and, like, the option was on the table. And then when her other friends started, like, spending more time with him, that she really considered, like, it being different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if that hadn't happened, I don't know if she ever would have considered him. So I think it's more, like, situational than anything. Because if, if he hadn't popped the question, like, she might never have considered him that way, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah, she probably wouldn't have. If he yeah, hadn't popped the question not. ten times. Yeah. <laughs> she tried to avoid it so hard. She really tried, and she just couldn't avoid it, no matter what. So then that, yeah, after that, she finally realizes she has the tattoo. She thinks it's a 90. It's not a yeah. 90. I mean, after so, that first time it changed, I feel like she should have realized the truth. Then it went from 90 it, to 50. Right? Like, that seems a little weird. Well, she didn't think that it was connected to the number of leaps. That's true. Until the very last one. And she's like, oh, there's only one left. Okay. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I should have well, used it better. Yeah. It's like I think I think there's a moral here about not wasting the gift of childhood. What? Yes. What? Don't waste childhood, Michelle. 
Our childhoods are both far, far behind us. We're old. Oh my folk god, now. Justin, you're so young. I'm not young. I am a old. You're too young to be that wistful. I'm a yo old, old. I'm an old, <laughs> battle-hardened 19 year old. I oh am, my god. I've seen things, Michelle. I've, I've seen some things, I guess. I've seen trees <laughs> of green and red roses too. Friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" Oh boy. We're gonna get sued right. for me quoting a song, aren't we? No, we won't. <laughs> this isn't monetized at all. Fair point. We make nothing. Um. So Chiaki, <laughs> Chiaki, he's great. Yes, he's a great boy. So um, that's around one time. Um, yeah, she figures out she has the number on yeah. her arm. That's when is that when she meets the girl that likes Kosuke? It's around then, yeah, because yeah. that's when she says like I'm gonna do something nice, and then she keeps screwing it up anyway. Every <laughs> she's, time she's doing it way too this often. Girl loves like, you. Yeah. Stop know? studying just because, like, I'm doing well. Like, that's nothing to do with the fact that this girl loves you and the poor this girl's girl. girl's madly in love with you. Okay, like, can we just agree how sweet her story is, though? Yeah, no, seriously. And I, I just, I love how, like, aggressive her friends are on her behalf. <coughs> like, she's, like, the quietest, shyest person. But her friends, like, care about her so much that they're willing to just, like, you know, bombard Makoto with, like, this personal, like, questions to, like, get to the bottom of it so they can help her be with this guy. Right. Like, it's really admirable in a friendship, honestly. It's pretty funny. It's, I, I love, I love the girl that likes Kosuke. I can't remember Yeah, her name, she's so sweet. Her. She's so sweet. And they do work out. Kaho, that's her name. Wait, yes? Is that one Kaho? Yes. Because who's the one in Chiaki? Yuri is Makoto's close friend who likes Chiaki. Yeah, and that's the one that ends up Kaho. with. Yeah. So they're great. Um, there were a lot of really weird ways that storylines tied together because like everyone started dating and everyone got hurt. Right. It's like well, Kaho, in some sense, yeah. Because Kaho's ankle, when um, uh, Kosuke fell on her because Mak- uh, Makoto moved Set all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have a better reason to hook up than her just yeah. like, telling them to. And then when the friend, um, what was her name, Yuri, Yura? Yuri, yeah. When she um, gets hit with the fire extinguisher, that was... That was really sad, yeah. That whole scene was just intense. Yeah, the, like, kind of, like, underlying side plot about, like, the bling and just, like, the outcome of, like, um, Makoto making all these decisions yeah. at the same time. That was really interesting. And they didn't really talk a lot about how, like, you know, like, you can't have something without, like, equal consequences happening to somebody else. But they touched right. that, like, enough to make you really, like, realize the intense ramifications. And people really did get hurt and people did get messed up. And that was right. pretty, that was a pretty strong point of the movie, I felt. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely, it was, um... It was really interesting, and I loved seeing that whole Makoto struggling with, like, yeah, she's so upset, her friend's hurt, but at the same time, Chiaki's the one, they're comforting her, and they're, like, dating and stuff, yeah, and it's, like, that really, it's really awkward. <laughs> it's and like life as a teenager in high school in general, but yeah. with sci-fi thrown in. <laughs> Yay. Yay for science fiction. Which, I love science fiction more than fantasy, so, like, this movie is, like, that's part of why I love it so much. It's, like, all the fantasy coming-of-age stories with sci-fi. And we really finally need one of these. It's like it's honestly a science fiction fairy tale. I like would not agree with the fairy tale part. I feel like it's it's so grounded in like the slice of life realism. Yeah. That's why like the sci-fi works so well. Because like if it was just sci-fi, I feel like it could have gone in a lot of weird directions. But because like at the heart of it, it's yeah. just like about her being in high school and growing up and like things happening with her friends. Like that's what makes right. it as solid as it is. There's one science fiction element thrown in. Exactly. And that's what makes it good. 
Yeah. Like, it's not, like, too much. It's, like, just enough to be concrete and make sense the whole time, which is hard to do sometimes when you have really fantastical movie ideas. So, from the moment um, Makoto gets the text from Kosuke... Yeah. For like the next 10 minutes, my heart just didn't beat at all. Really? It just, How, it, the whole thing. Just so intense. What was it about it that like hit you so hard, do you think? I think just the fact that it's like, oh no, we're back. It's like everything falling back into place, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. The fact that we'd already seen consequences happen, you're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And See, I'm used to movies where if there's, like, three main characters, somebody's gonna die. What? Like, I'm used to, if there's that many main characters by the end, someone's gonna die. Three's not a lot, I mean. Okay, you forget, I'm the generation raised on Fault in Our Stars. Ew, I'm sorry. (laughs) I haven't seen it, mind you, but I'm the generation of, somebody gotta die. It's weird to think that people were, like, in quotes, raised on that book. Okay. Not that book, but the movie. I was still growing up like I was in high school when that book came out. That was only two people and one of them still died. Well, I mean, yeah. Still, I'm in this modern era of postmodern where people die <laughs> a lot. <laughs> modern books. era of postmodern. <laughs> okay, sure. You don't understand my generation. I, I don't actually. Show. All right. I'll believe it, I guess. <laughs> so I thought, I thought Kosuke was going to die. I really oh, my God. Well, that part when, they're, when like she thinks she's okay and she's thinking she's patching things up with Chucky and they're going to like, talk and you just see them go down. Yeah. And you're so like, much no. on the bike. You're just like, no, she used her last one and they're still going to die. awful. And then she's running and she falls <laughs> and she gets so banged up and it's just like, awful and then time stops yeah that and I'm like and i'm like oh if this is some you know well you believed hard enough and magic gave you one more and i, I was like oh please Actually, don't do that and then just, and then they yeah. it just all fit together with chiaki and the using his last one and just all of it just works so beautifully i have like so many questions about how like time travel works for people in the future though Same. like i feel like so much could go wrong and, like, side question, when he was first saying, like, because he told her about time travel, he, like, was gonna, like, could he just, like, not exist anymore? Like. He had to leave. He had to vanish. But, like, what does that mean? Does he just go back to the future or does he just, like, not exist in anywhere? In I any, think it's like, just he, um, he exists. He just has to, like, go underground, like, hide. But where did he go? Because he literally disappeared. He's magic. I don't know how that's one of the big questions I always had about it. That and what metaphor, Michelle? Why was the painting so important? I still don't know why. It's important because it's important to him. But like, why? Literally, the only reason it's important is he read about this painting and he wanted to see it. Yeah, that's so random. It's It's like a weird school assignment. Like, okay, so where do you want to go? Passion of a high school boy. You're time traveling now. Oh well, there's this cool painting, you know, that's in this one like era. So I'm gonna go to that. Like, that's like seems what was it was like a school assignment. He was like, oh well. I want to go see this painting. And, you know, I just kind of got stuck in the past forever. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, how far back can you go? Because if he's from a future or, like... It's basically, like, apocalypse And we saw Chiaki go back, like, two days. Or we saw Makoto go back, like, two days. Yeah, that's it. In theory, she could have gone back to, like, before she met Chiaki. But she never wanted to. 
She was very short-sighted. Like, that's one of the things he was saying when, like, they were having that long <coughs> monologue when, like, time was frozen. He's like, you know, I was really scared for a while. Like, somebody would find it and do these horrible thank things. Thank goodness it was an thank idiot. God, like, an idiot found it and, like, did it to, like, have pudding and, like, set our friends up and be a matchmaker. Like, that was lucky. Yeah. Like, fair enough, though, really. Like, she was pretty harmless in her yeah. in her use of time travel. That, that The scene where time is frozen and Chiaki's just explaining what happened because I'm still sitting here, like, wiping tears away. It, and she's, like, trying to find him in the crowd and he's being all elusive, which is, like, infuriating. But, like, you kind of understand why it's really good. And then he, like, just disappears and you're like, no! She and finally understands, you idiot! And you leave. Yeah. And then... You've got the last act, which is like what twenty minutes of just uh, right? Makoto yeah, being I was, sad. I like I, I was like checking the time, and I'm like, it can't be this short. And then I like realized how much was left. I was like, oh wow, like I had no I idea. Forget, I forget there's like twenty yeah. minutes of just Makoto just crying her eyes out. Mm, it's all good though. And like, finally, when- she figures it out that she can go back. Mm-hmm. That was because I was like, that it was, was like one of the moments so I was waiting. Happy I, realized. I did not think it was going to happen, and then it did. I was like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care how much of this makes sense or not. Like, it actually did make sense. Yeah, like, I, I made a good I job of it. I want to see her be with him, even for like five seconds. The second was- time I saw this movie, it was with two of my friends. One of them had already seen it. One mm-hmm. had not. Oh, nice. How was it for them? Oh, the like- one who had seen it loved it, and she um, and I'm. It was my second time watching it, and both of us are still sitting there at the end. Aww. And we're like, kiss her! Hey, I was so mad! Like, he comes back, she's already sobbing her eyes out, and then he just, like, hugs her. It's like, and then, okay, this is what I don't get, Justin. When he says, like, I'll see you in the future, she'll be so old or dead. Like, there's no way that okay. can work. Question, right? why can't the boy grab another walnut <laughs> and just come back? Why can't he grab another walnut? I think it's a metaphor for that? high school love and how fleeting it is. Oh, I guess. It's all I mean, subtext, Michelle. I don't care. I mean, they clicked. Simple as that. Why don't they just have a life together? You know? They should. People have built lives on less than time travel shenanigans. So time I feel like it's warranted. <laughs> You're so, right, yes. though. I guess, like, the point was just that it was, like, you know young fleeting love and how it helps us like learn more about ourselves and grow and change but like still everyone kind of wants them to get together and he didn't even kiss her goodbye that's that was forgivable for me and then finally we've got kaho and kosuke and makoto all friends and Mm -hmm. that's cute it's adorable and kaho's like like, baseball she's like really bad but it doesn't matter awful she's bonding with her bae (laughs) I think Kosuke is all of our bay. Really? Like, seriously, he's the total package. Hashtag Kosuke is bay. Yes. Hashtag Kos Bay. Kos bay. <laughs> I want that. That's K O S U B A E. Kos bay. Trend it, Twitter, Tumblr people, whatever you are, trend it. So that's that's the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we want to talk about this movie um, is directed. I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, butcher his name. Mamoru Hosada. Soto? Hosoda. Something like that. Uh, this is the guy who directed uh, Summer Wars, the first mm-hmm. two Digimon movies, one of the One Piece movies, but definitely, most importantly, Summer Wars, Wolf Children, and Boy and His Beast. Or Boy and the Beast. Um, This was his first, like, big breakout movie. 
I honestly think it's his best one. Like, is it better than okay. Wolf Children? Yes, it is better. I think the emotional payoff is better <coughs> than Wolf Children. Although Wolf Children, I mean, Wolf Children's really good, but I, I don't know. For me, I feel like this one's just like a little bit more complete and more yeah. satisfying than Wolf Children. Is it better than Digimon the movie? <laughs> Do you really have to ask that? Yes, yes, it is, Justin. But those digital monsters. What about <laughs> There were so many of them? The the quantity does not equal quality, you know. Does it? No. I mean, if no. that's the case, Pokemon's better than Digimon because there's more Pokemon than there are Digimon. There's like 700-something Pokemon. Oh, my God. But the reason I brought the director, um, <laughs> he was actually first, uh, he was the original director for Howl's Moving Castle. What happened? Um, that's actually a great question, and I don't. Oh, know. you know what I bet happened? Because I know, I know when uh, Miyazaki was directing um, Princess Monoki, he's like, "Okay, guys, like, I know you hate this schedule, and this is like awful and hard, but like, this is my last movie. Like, let's just push through." And he said that, and then like a couple years, later, he's like, "You know what? I, I don't think I'm done yet." And that's weird. He's like, "Okay, guys, this is like my last movie. Like, I know we've been working really hard, and the deadline's crazy, but like, this is my last one. Let's just like push through." And he said like the, the exact same thing about how was moving castle also so maybe they like literally thought spirited away was his last movie and he's like jk like i'm not done yet either actually what happened <laughs> what actually happened? ghibli went to him and they're like hey we want you to direct this movie called how moving castle and he's like okay um but he left during early production stages because he couldn't come up with a concept acceptable to the bosses huh so he couldn't come up with something they would like and that's when they brought he, in Miyazaki. I wonder what he pitched. I just, I feel like that would have been a very interesting movie. Yeah. And I might I have been see this. more, honestly. I would have, yeah, I would have really enjoyed seeing I at least want to see him be like, this is what I was going to do. It's never going to happen, but in case you're curious, I did something. Like, this is what I wanted to make. <laughs> okay, what what is... He hasn't said it, but I would love him to do that. So... You kind of spoiled my next question, which was, do you mm. want, would you have wanted to see him direct Howl's Moving Castle? And Absolutely. What do you think would be different about it based on this as his next film that he made? I think, so I saw um, Miyazaki's Howl <coughs> before I read the book and going in cold, I really liked it. After I read the book, I realized how different it was tonally and how much more it was like throwing in this love stuff between Sophie and Howl. It was like this big thing, which it really, really wasn't in the book. And how a lot of the plot stuff was either completely different or like very minimized, um, which makes sense because um, the woman who wrote Housemaid Castle, Diana Wan Jones, she, she's kind of known for like really intense world building in her books like her books are not short they're huge and fat and like full of meat but they're very complicated right and that's hard for like an hour and a half long film but <coughs> it's just the movie we got is so different from the book in so many ways it would be interesting to think maybe um that hosoda would have been more truthful to it um right but it's not like your typical like you know plot structure either mm -hmm. um so maybe that's probably the reason, like, the executives, like, weren't into whatever he pitched them. But I think that would have been way interesting yeah. to see. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, I forget the book adaptation, so it had to at least be somewhat based on the book. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious as to now, like, what he did. Like, watch him basically pitch The Hobbit. Like, this long <laughs> three-part film based on one book. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would have been more interesting than the actual Hobbit trilogy. But, um... 
And then the follow up question: What if Miyazaki had directed The Girl Who Left Through Time? I'm right. I think it still would have been good, but I think the the emphasis <coughs> on certain points might have been very different. Like, I don't know if we would have gotten such like an uncomfortable look at like um like for example like the kid who ended up like being bullied a lot as a consequence to yeah you know makoto's decisions or just like how how like surreally like other people were hurt like physically by her choices because i don't think like outside of like princess Monoke, we don't really see anything that physically upsetting happened to anybody in those yeah. movies maybe nausicaa like a little but you know, so I think that would have been like a pretty big difference, and just like I don't know, like I don't think we would have had those long, like ugly crying scenes that I love so much with Makoto. You do love your ugly crying scenes. It would have been more pretty crying with giant tears if it yeah. was. So and more swelling music and the slow tear and giant friend to help comfort her. Yeah. Some... So, yeah, I'm I'm glad we got what we got. Honestly, I feel like this is probably yeah the best versions of this story probably we could have expected. Yes. Um, I think what I really do enjoy is that it's, um, I've said a lot, it's a, it's a very different movie. <laughs> and I think it's one of those movies where it rides this weird line between a lot of different genres because it's like a coming of age story. It's like a slice of life. It's like a sci-fi, but it wouldn't fit with like a Ghibli movie or like any other slice of life or with like Ghosts in the Shell. It's its own little genre. And I feel like a lot of the director's movies are like that. Like, where would you place Wolf Children? That's a good point. I mean, I, I feel like Summer Wars out of... I mean, I haven't seen the most recent one, but like Summer Wars is the most, like, kind <coughs> of very much its own thing kind of movie yeah. out of those. And I feel like, for me, The Girl Who Left Your Time isn't, like, this very special movie. I think it's just, like, an idea that was handled really, really exceptionally well. But right. it's, like relatable and like um not like uncommon an idea in general it's just like a very very particularly good example of it more than anything else and that's why i like it so much yeah it's good because i think something like say maybe like perfect blue is like very much like you don't see a lot of movies like that um and it's very like intense and interesting and like specific and i don't think like not to say that it's like better i don't think it is it's, it's just very different and i think there are a lot of elements to the girl who left your time that are very recognizable in a lot of other movies but yeah. it's just like a very good example of a well-done case of this kind of movie like more than most and that's what i like so much about it all right so last question mm-hmm. what would you rate this movie out of 10 like what would you give it oh man i need your objective rating scale of all content ever in media history where does this <laughs> like rank? not me at all in um, the smithsonian um 9.6 9.6 is very high yeah it is that's my score what about you see it's weird it's weird. i did place it on my I, I put it only at seven on my top 10 animated movies list but that was personal favorites exactly quality is different than yeah. personal fave i know this movie is better than what did i put at six actually is this is this movie better than wally is a great question i don't yes yes this movie's better than wally uh, i don't absolutely this movie's definitely better than the aristocats i will that yes is not a it's better 
than the Aristocats. Oh my God. Is it better than the Lion King, though? I forgot your list was like so, yeah. Eccentric? No, I mean, it's like totally you, but it's like, <laughs> you put the Aristocats. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, is it better than Lion King? Um. See, now we're hitting the road bumps. The, but yeah. Lion would, King's just like really iconic. Yeah, Lion King's also pretty good, though. I would it, definitely it at least give it a nine. I don't know about decimals, but I know I'd put it at least a nine. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a solid score. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it is my favorite anime film ever. I will give it that. Man, you really should watch. I need to watch more. That's, <laughs> that's something. Nothing against this, but you really should watch more. I really should. I've basically seen this. I have seen all of the Pokemon movies. Oh, my God. Seen. That's like... So, so, <laughs> If you ever yeah, insult Pokemon, the first movie, in my presence again, Michelle. <laughs> I just said that movie was so bad. <laughs> it was. I'm, no, it's not. It's beautiful. No, I mean, you can love it. It can, it can have a lot of nostalgic, you know, importance to you. But like. <laughs> for my honors program, when we got, uh, for our first year here, we had to have a quote that was put in like the bulletin. You, oh, you didn't. And so my quote was, "I see now that the gift of uh, I see now that the circumstances of our one of one's birth are irrelevant. Is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are." And they actually had to print this in the booklet and then quote Mewtwo, Pokemon the first movie. Oh my god! Like okay, if I if I read that and didn't know who you were, like I don't know what I would think of you though. Like honestly, actually, I'd probably be like, "This man has no shame." That's kind of impressive. But other than that, I don't know. What I, would say. I was proud of myself. <laughs> but yes, um, I have only basically seen this, all the Pokemon movies, Ghost in the Shell, and Spirited Away. So very, very small repertoire of anime films. Watch Castle in the Sky at least, please. Like, I will. I will. I think you'll like it. I've seen like half of Howl's. It's better than Howl. Okay. Absolutely better than Howl. <laughs> but do you, don't I need to watch the best Ghibli movie ever, which is Ponyo? Ew. Why did you just call it Ponyo? God! Is it not Ponyo? Uh, I mean, I've had conversations with friends about how bad that dub is. Um, it stars it's Miley really Cyrus's little I sister know, and the fourth the Jonas. Jonas. I know it's so bad. <clears throat> we should have a, oh, but Dylan won't let us do a Ghibli podcast yet. Oh, but if we like, do, no, like we anyone has signed up and said, Ponyo. Dylan, I want to be on seriously. Ponyo. The bad of a pony is so worth the podcast. See, I've said, I've said, Dylan, can we do Howl's Moving Castle? He's like, no, there's a list for that. Spirit of the Way, no, there's a list for that. Oh, I bet there's no list for that one, huh? There's no (laughs) Ponyo list. No one is waiting to podcast about Ponyo. We should take it, seriously. I will ask right now. That'd be so great. Um, Man. Ah, they'll have to watch in the dub again. That was already torturous enough in the theaters. That might have to be one of the drunk podcasts. But if it's just (gasps) us and I don't drink, it's me babysitting drunk you. Oh, Justin, you know what you can do? You can just, like, not go to sleep for a whole day and you'll be just as drunk as me. Me Like, to be fair, yeah. (laughs) Sleepy drunk is sometimes very similar to real drunk. Can I just, like, down a Red Bull? And immediately, uh, uh, then you'd just be really hyper. So I'd be like slow. And I'd be sitting here, paño, 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 and you're like Justin. We'd have to put a, <laughs> that would be the one where we have like a language warning is the one for paño because we're both just screaming oh my God. about how awful it is. That would be so great. We'll do it for real. All right. So <laughs> as I wait to hear back from Dylan about whether or not there is a sign up sheet for paño, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Um, not our longest podcast by a mile, but we're already very tired today. 
We already yeah, we got a lot of drama. Yeah, before. I, I think we did good. I think this was fun. This was really fun. This movie, seriously, guys, if you watch haven't movie. seen it, please watch this movie. We did not do this justice. Watch this movie. Watch it somewhere quiet where you won't be interrupted so you can just sit there. Bring and tissues and ice cream. Full. You're going to yeah. need it. Really? <laughs> Dylan has responded. Oh not that I know of. You can definitely do Ponyo. I don't yes! have much to say on it. Yes! Yay! Okay. I'll ask in chat if like... anyone super needs to be on that one. <laughs> This is I'm the first so time he's approved me doing a Ghibli movie because there was You're, not a waiting list for yeah, it. Yeah, that's so great. That was that just so, made this whole podcast better. It's the live reaction. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, again, leave us iTunes reviews if you like us. We love iTunes reviews. They really help us out. We want to be the number one animation podcast. We want to cover everything we can. We want to do all kinds of cool stuff. And you guys leaving iTunes reviews help us, come us, blah, 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 help us get higher <laughs> in rankings. Helps us um, be more visible. Helps other cool people find our cool stuff. And you like cool people. We like doing cool stuff. So it works out for everybody. And it's free to do. But if you do want to support us financially, you can do that at Patreon. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Become a patron. You get your name read on every podcast. Your patron nickname read on every podcast. All kinds of cool bonuses. we got a Facebook group. we got live streams every month. All kinds of cool stuff. So thanks once again to our current patrons, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, Taylor, Devon, Jade, John, Phoenician, Victoria, and Katrin, a.k.a. Fever, Mitch, Cordell, University, Beatrix, Strange, Nathan Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Bravo, Bravo, Brian, Cookie Cat, Needle, Diamond Day, Jewel, Garfield, Fusion, Skylark, and Patron, Katrin. Nailed it. Uh, Good job. This is going up probably sometime midweekish. I have been informed. Ah, so, okay. Suspense. Releasing around this podcast will probably be Star, Steven Universe Roundtable, and a Ladybug Roundtable, maybe. I don't know. Powerpuff Girls somewhere in there. We did a Total Drama podcast. That might be up. I don't know. There we'll will be podcasts yeah. podcast around podcast this time. We do yeah. a lot of podcasts, so you can listen to all of those. Do uh, you have anything you want to plug, Michelle? Uh, nope. No? That's, that's, that's all you got? That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope to see you again soon for another movie podcast at some point. Leave us a comment below. Um, if you want me to do a movie podcast, you want Michelle to do a movie podcast, <laughs> um, there's Not a waiting list for Ghibli and Pixar. <laughs> okay. So if you want us to do movies, preferably non-Pixar, non-Ghibli, anything else is fair game at this point. Anything weird? You've anything. Well, about not weird. Yeah. DreamWorks is open. Disney's open. Um... Other Matt, other Madhouse movies. If you want us to do Summer Wars or Wolf Children, we yeah. those are open to the best no, of my people knowledge. Have interest for that, so <laughs> we can definitely do that. If it's not Ghibli, no one cares. So <laughs> I've basically been told no Howl, no Toy Story. I'm fine with that, honestly. So let us know what kind of offbeat movies you want us to offbeat people to cover, because the OVA originals, we are the best. Oh my god! Never dropping that ever. It becomes a thing. I swear. It is a thing. Make it a thing. Oh. Hashtag OVA originals. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.